W Mega Wake Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, we have a special guest. Please welcome to the show, Eric Costa. We also have a um, pianist that's going to be joining us today. Very exciting stuff. How was the commute over here? Not bad, Justin. Not bad. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. It's really I'm, exciting. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No traffic. Yeah, no traffic. The parking isn't too bad right now because I think a lot of people are out for the holidays. Yeah, plenty of parking in the mission. Uh, yeah, right now, parking in the city is so hard. It's yeah. Gosh, man. So we're just wrapping up a decade here. It's unreal how much has changed. So this is the the last show of the decade of the uh, JW Mega Wake show. Um, it's hard to believe. You know, thinking back ten years ago, like, do you? Do you even remember? Does anyone out there remember what they were doing 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It seems like it's been a, an entire lifetime in 10 years, uh, especially how fast technology is moving now, right? Technology is moving so quick, um, you know, with, uh, with the Internet taking over and mobile devices. You know, I feel like I think I read that, every, that 80% of people did their, their, uh, their Christmas shopping on, on a mobile phone this year. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that too, you know, like going, um, I was you know, downtown for Black Friday and it just seemed like ghost town. I mean, it was raining, but you know, 10 years ago, I mean, Amazon, I think they were just selling books. <laughs> yeah, they were. And now they're selling everything under the sun. They got their own grocery store, you know, now that they own Whole Foods. Whole paycheck? Yeah, Whole Paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Whole, Whole Foods is the sign, the major sign of gentrification in a community, for sure. You know, you know when Whole Foods moves in, things have changed. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Things are moving so fast. Um, but yeah, with technology, you know, like uh, right now, you know, we're really in what what I think or what I call the fourth industrial revolution, right? So uh, you know, originally we had the first industrial revolution, which was all about steam. And then the second, which was electricity, and then the third was computing, and then the fourth is all about connectedness and AI and machine learning and automation. 
it's all around us now. Uh, you know, everything is connected and, um, all consumers, you know, they expect, they, they expect the connected experience from, you know, whatever businesses they're buying from, uh, you know, even with this, with this radio show, people are listening to it on their mobile phone through the internet, you know, it's all this, it's just this connected experience. Um, and that's what I think too, where things are going with technology, all the, the connectedness of everything right now, it's moving towards a direction where it's going to be used for the greater social good, you know, as far as like just everything will be used in sort of an altruistic way. Um, and I think that's where technology is going. Yeah. So I gosh, I think 2009, 2010, um, I was still, you know, in school and college and, uh, in San Luis Obispo. And I remember, gosh, maybe being a freshman in college and Facebook and how it was just a college thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember signing up for Facebook and was it? Oh, five. When I, when I started school at Santa Barbara and, uh, it was, it was exclusive, right? It was locked to just your, your college. And, uh, you know, you couldn't sign up for one if you weren't in college. And now, I mean, now Facebook is, is massive. It was so tiny back then. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Things are moving so fast. I remember, you know, with, with Facebook and events, you know, even back then, you know, you invite every, every one of your friends and everyone would be there. It would like the, your place would be overflowing with people. Just like, yeah. all you need to do is like, Oh yeah. White tea and star shade party. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. All those college parties were organized through Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And everybody had one. Yeah. That was the way to do it. I totally remember that. Yeah. Central coast. Yep. I know. So you spent some time in IV. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> IV was a crazy place. UCSB. Uh, I think even IV has changed a ton since I was last there, but, uh, yeah, no five. It's just like all the college kids crammed into the tiny little town right next to the campus. And I was just, you know, one party after another, <laughs> it was a total blast. <laughs> I remember going, um, to house shows, gosh, you know, 10 years ago and in Santa Barbara and IV and you'd be out in the back playing a house show and people would be jumping the fence to get to where it was at. You see these people like jumping over the fence <laughs> yeah. to get to you. It's oh wild. yeah. Yeah, every I too remember like every like Friday and Saturday night, people would just come out onto Del Playa Drive, is that big street that lined the ocean, and there'd be just tons and tons of people out just spilling into the street, just walking into house parties, house shows. Um you know, there was live music everywhere. In fact, one of one of my favorite bands got started in IV, uh, Revolution. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were huge. Yeah. I packed this bowl for two. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah, they got started right there in Isla Vista, and some of my good friends actually lived with them on Del Playa Drive uh, when, as they were getting started. And uh, in the early 2000s, they were tiny, and now they're they're touring the world. So, yeah, pretty crazy. I mean, they they did a show at a Cal Poly uh, campus. It was a free show, and everyone wow. and their mother's cousin's dog is at the place. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, whoa, is this happening? They were in some like underground thing. It was it's pretty cool. No, oh, yeah, yeah, they were they were a, they were a great time to see live. I saw quite a few sh free shows they did at Santa Barbara while they were there. Yeah, it was awesome. Man, so you know, your journey. I know you're a Bay Area native too. So. Yeah. We're really, you know, kind of just raised in the t this tech boom. 
I don't know. At least for me, I remember, you know, at least being in kindergarten for our generation, people, everyone had a computer at that point, you know, yeah. it seemed like. I don't know if it was like that everywhere else. But. Yeah, no, I, I can totally remember in the late 90s, you know, having a family computer in, in the house, right? And uh, I mean, that the computer, it couldn't do much compared now to today's devices. I mean, the, an iPhone does so much compared to what, you know, that huge computer I had back in the late 90s could do. Um, and it's just amazing to see how it, just something could fit in your pocket and be so powerful. Pull it down and put it in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah, and then the phones, just how they, yeah. I mean, even 10 years ago, te there wasn't any emojis 10 years ago. No. I don't think those even existed. No, there was no emojis. I think the iPhone first came out in 07, so back you know, in, in 2010, the iPhone had only been out about three years. It was just starting to catch on. Um you know all these all these other things that got invented like Uber and Lyft in the last decade. They got started in the last decade. I'm pretty sure in 2010 we were still hailing taxis. Yeah, no, I I felt that. You know, even maybe three or four years ago, I was um, in the Haight Ashbury, and I just I felt like rock and roll. It's just like I want to just you know wave down a taxi, but there was no taxis. Like you, we've become dependent on our phones for yeah. for ride sharing. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it could be a bad thing as well, the fact that we're so dependent on our phones. I mean, if you're somewhere and your phone dies, it's like, how do you get from point A to point B if you can't hail a cab from the street, right? Yeah. We are so reliant on our phones. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're glued to them now. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that you called like a, an Uber or Lyft or what is it? Sidecar? Didn't they have Sidecar Yeah, too? Sidecar was one of them. Yep. Do you remember the first time that you... I do. Yeah. It was, uh, what year was it? I think it was back in, had it been sometime in 2013 when I finally started using the, I think it was 20, late 2013. I started finally using Uber. I remember I had, uh, I had quite a few drinks and I needed to uh, get home and I just fumbled with my phone, downloaded the app and hailed the car right there. Um, and it was so easy. And I remember just like thinking, wow, this is so simple. Yeah, I'm just hooked from that on. I remember the first time that I um, called an Uber. Actually, someone called an Uber for me. Yeah, um, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was. It was like Uber. This is a new kind of foreign thing and Lyft was the same thing right yeah Lyft and you know what was interesting just do you remember the first time that you saw one of those pink mustaches <laughs> yeah. yeah I was like that's that's pretty innovative right a pink mustache on a car yeah all right so we have the um our guest um artist um Shannon McDonald here do you remember the uh do you remember the first time that uh that you hailed or you called an, a lift or an uber on your phone oh, were you God. like <laughs> would you remember where you, were you yeah <laughs> um yeah where was i what time of day no um i would i i feel like it's within the last like three years four years I mean, oh wow you're a throwback then okay that's rock and roll that's oh, cool yeah a late <laughs> adopter huh? late, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah i'm more of an elderly millennial so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's yeah. great yeah yeah i was born was i was i was born in 86 i feel like that's kind of it feels kind of borderline like i guess i'm technically a millennial yeah 
but we're like older millennials because i was born in 87 yeah. so yeah i was yeah. kind of older millennial we're There's, at the tail end of it yeah of that generation yeah. i feel like a lot of people just text there's yeah yeah no one Which calls is, anymore no one right calls anymore. yeah yeah it's it's a it's interesting what technology is actually doing to people i mean it's 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 supposed to bring people together you know interconnect people but in a way it's kind of pulling people apart right you have less face-to-face -face interaction you know less calling less talking to people you know a lot of people just check someone's facebook to stay in touch with them you know <laughs> they don't they don't ever see him or talk to him they're like ah, i don't need to contact them just look at their facebook yeah so, i mean there's a there's kind of a dark side of technology too i think direct messaging it can be kind of isolating I yeah think, in that respect and it, it definitely affects your social skills in some way yeah so. yeah yeah absolutely that's what's cool i think the way that you and i met was like organic right yeah or i don't know there's a lot of things with tech and stuff that i think is organic but um i don't know i mean trying to I'm a candy man and a tech, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like yeah, candy. to try to explain someone that I'm a candy distribution company is like saying that you're Willy Wonka or something, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like really? Cause it's an old school uh, industry and I guess it's the Bay area. I mean, there's so much tech, which is, you know, new, you know, last 20 years, candy is old school, but candy is always going to be around, you know, everybody loves candy. Candy is dandy. <laughs> Someone said that quote said, "Candy is Danny, liquor is quicker." I thought, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing, you know. Candy's very seasonal. Tech yeah. is tech is year round. People need tech that's right true. now, especially you know. I feel like we have, you know, become more and more dependent on it over the years. So after you had come back from the Central Coast, like what happened? Did you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I moved up here uh, back to the Bay Area. And kind of always knew that I wanted to work to do something in like web marketing and kind of went into that when I when I moved back up here. So I've been kind of in digital marketing since. Which I guess this this is the right community for it here in San Francisco, right? Yeah. <laughs> everything at the, is at the center of it. Yeah, everything is tech focused, right? I interesting interesting, like I was in New York about two months ago and I remember thinking to myself, I saw so like far fewer like air airpods and and apple watches and it's like every everyone here is wearing an apple watch and wearing airpods and in new york there's it's just it's less i mean people still have them but it's less it's almost like the technology starts here on the west coast and it slowly migrates you know east um which is it's fascinating how that works you know everybody here is obsessed with apple you know apple's everywhere in the in the bay area which makes sense. They got started here. A lot of people work for Apple, so. Yeah, I'm curious if in other parts of America, if they wait out, you know, wait outside of the Apple store for the latest tech oh, trends, because yeah. that's a very common thing here, where it's all about the the newest trend in technology. Where are we? And they follow, and then it dies, and then they become yeah. another thing. And so. That's what that is right there. And this thing's like a little piece of technology, probably cutting edge, like right when it came out in the 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chaos layer. Yeah, I know. It's just like, wow, you know, I feel like it's, um, you know, it's been resolved. I mean, then you have these, you know, headphones and you have these earbuds, these wireless earbuds and Bluetooth and all this stuff that happened, you know, probably right around the time you came back from, you know, to the Bay Area, maybe like 
2000 between 2010 and 2013 yeah and um yeah now i see it all the time i mean it's like you're walking down the street and you everyone's got their their headphones in and uh and there's the human that kind of takes away from the human interaction but you know what they're listening to a podcast or something you know like like what we're doing right now they're just like <laughs> yeah. they're listening to, yeah. to to us but um what i've seen too i was walking down second street in soma uh, a couple of weeks ago and there's this fire engine going code three it was like full sirens and everything and it's just this guy walking across the street with his earphones in here. He's like walking oh, right in wow. front of this. I'm just like, I feel like to a certain point it does become like a, a hazard. Yeah. You know, like for instance, you know, I don't know if you're drunk and pass out in the back, of, you know, an Uber or something that got their headphones in, you know, you're trying to like get them out of your car. What do you do? You can't, you, you yeah. it's weird. You don't want to, you know. Well, like if you're wearing your headphones all the time too, it's also kind of isolating because you're not really saying hi to people or talking to people. You're kind of like drowning them out. Like I see a lot of people in the grocery store now got their headphones in, their wireless head, you know, headphones, and they're just shopping and they're like not even looking or saying hi to anyone. You know, and that's yeah. People used to talk to each other in person. Yeah. You know? I don't know, Shannon. You sound like a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the, uh, the, the. I actually didn't have a smartphone. Until yeah, 2015. Yeah, late oh, wow. That's late, good. Because I felt like it was, um, I, well, I felt like people were really so consumed and so immersed with the smartphone and all the, the, the newest technology that it had and having the internet on your phone was like just a huge and enormous change. But people would just be looking at their phones and not engaging in actual conversation. And I was afraid that that would happen to me. And it did inevitably happen to me. But yeah. I think it's <laughs> happened to everyone at one point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh -huh. I think I held off on getting the iPhone for at least like two to three years after it came out. I was kind of like, oh, I don't need that. No, I don't mm -hmm. want that. And right. I got it. And as soon as I, as soon as I opened it up and turned it on for the first time, I thought to myself, the future is here. Yeah. Like the iPhone I thought was that that groundbreaking when I first started using it. I was like, the future's here. And I feel like people also use their phones to diffuse awkward situations, yeah. right? You say you're having a conversation with people and there's like a, an awkward silence that ensues or even like an awkward moment, you know, some people will just, just immediately pull out their, pull out their phones <laughs> as some sort of to diffuse it. But really back then you just kind of had to deal with it, right? You, you didn't have that that yeah. device to save you or rescue you during those times. So. I see, I see a lot of people doing it in elevators because yeah. that's sort of an awkward situation. And then my biggest pet peeve, I see a lot of guys pulling out their phone at the urinal. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. I'm at the urinal. It's like you're, you're at the urinal for one to two minutes max. <laughs> that's bad. That's and, a rule. Uh, you're not supposed yeah. to look down. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, you're, that's you're, a, you're that, standing there for two minutes. And then it's look, it's a uh, look, ma, no hands, right? And that's that situation when you're holding your phone at the urinal. I, I must have to say, so I went and I saw um, uh, Jason Bonham, Peter Frampton at the uh, Concord Pavilion, oh, and nice. there was it was just all these urinals, and there was no, and they're just so close to each other, and there was no like divider. Yeah, and it's just like. <laughs> this is so weird that people are like walking in through maybe it's too much information no but, no it's awkward yeah yeah, yeah. just pull Everyone up the cell that. phone right right the, yeah that's when you know when the tech comes into to the, the restroom then that gets a little awkward are you taking a picture of me or something you know? <laughs> right yeah that's true yeah no so i see that too i mean like 
people are on their phone, people are on their headphones, and I, I see it happening. So I feel like I need to do something about it. And when I'm walking down the street, you know, I'll say hi to a lot of people. And I was shocked at how many people, instead of waving hi back, they kind of give me this funny look of like, why is this guy so happy? You know, or something. They're just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's such yeah. a, it's such an interesting thing. Maybe if I had a sign, you know, Neil Nyberg, he's got those signs. Yeah, Maybe I just yeah. walked around with these signs. <laughs> Maybe it just attract all the right people, you know? Yeah. 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 People don't usually say hi on the street in San Francisco, I've noticed. Not too often. People aren't really that friendly when you walk by. Yeah, not really. It's not, I don't think we're known, or San Francisco is known for being a friendly city anyway, though. Not to that level. Yeah. yeah. What, what would happen to the summer love? I know, <laughs> I know. We got to bring it back. Just got to be, just got to take the step to be friendly. <laughs> there's got to be a way to do it. Yeah. You know? I wonder if there's a way that you could tap into someone's earphones when you're walking by. You know, right. They're kind of weird. Yeah. They're kind of strange. Tap in and talk into the air. I'm sure people could do it, and so we could figure out how to do it, but that's kind of intrusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember too, you know, I feel like, you know, obviously with the evolution of, of Facebook and then the, the iPhone and how those kind of infused, and when Facebook became an application where it was just on a computer before, but now it's on your phone, mm-hmm. and it was like this. Oh man, you're you're lucky you didn't get into it in 2015 because <laughs> at that point, gosh, I want to say 2011, 12, you know, people had a, the ability to have the application on your phone, so it's a double whammy. You got your phone out and your Facebook, and it's just like in front of you all the yeah. time. Like you said, like those kind of awkward moments where there's, you know, the party dies, and you're just like, yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> and yeah. You look at your phone and. It's just a, it's become that thing. I mean, I mean, I'm even looking at this phone for, you know, for this outline. Yeah. So it's just like, yep. I feel like we just become so dependent. I've even had, um, you know, 2013. I mean, like, I don't know. I, people, people use everything. I mean, Google invite that came out around then too. Mm-hmm. People just put everything on their email. You know, people used yeah. to have calendars where they'd write stuff down. Do you guys still have calendars? No, I don't think I've bought a calendar in years. I think it's like that a printed time. calendar. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 calendar, huh? Yeah, you should do it. <laughs> yeah, bring it back. I old school. That. Yeah. You should. Um, we should have a mutiny radio one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, technology has replaced so many different things. You know, calendar is a good example of something that kind of went away with technology. Yeah, I kind of see all these things evolving together. I mean, you, you know, you have photography. Then you remember how bad the pictures used to be, like, like ten years ago, and how yeah. the the camera quality has improved. All built into your phone too, right? That's yeah, that's come a long way in the last ten years. Yeah. So where was your? Uh, you, so when you moved back to the Bay Area, you got a job in tech. Where was that? Uh, I was working in Oakland, in actually. Oakland. Nice. Yeah. Downtown Oakland. Great. Yeah, yeah, good old downtown Oakland. That was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun over there. Um, but yeah, I was doing digital marketing, you know, mostly email. Email itself and digital marketing has even changed quite a bit in the last 10 years. Like, just changed a ton. Um, you know, people aren't people aren't really using digital marketing agencies like they used to. You know, all these different companies that are sending marketing messages and posting advertisements on Facebook, they're all doing it in-house now. 
Uh, and it's just been a huge shift because digital marketing has become so important to every business. It's, uh, it's just where everything is going. It's like, you know, it's a number one thing when you're figuring out your budget for your business that you're going to, you're going to advertise online. Everything is moving online. You know, everybody's got their phone in front of them all the time and that's how you reach people. Yellow pages. That was, that was big yeah. at one point. Phone books. Maybe even like a, that dumb and dumber movie is like, Oh, I'm looking for Samsonite, you know, or whatever. Like he's <laughs> yeah. going through a phone book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phone books are gone. Books. Yeah. 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 Phone books are gone now. DVD players, those are gone. Everything's gone digital. I mean, remember remember when you used to download music on Napster? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember that. Yeah. yeah, you're kind of a sound guy, too. You got it all dialed in, your your audio. Yeah, yeah, When'd yeah. you get into that? Uh, you know, I, I, what was it? Probably, again, again about a decade ago, I... I have uh, kind of always been into speakers and, and sound quality and kind of uh, just as a hobby, I guess, just try and get the clearest sound quality. Um, but yeah, that's all. Everything's changed. 10 years, that's all it took. I think in the next 10 years, things are going to change even faster with technology. It's just technology is going to saturate our lives. Yeah. It's interesting to see where it will go. Uh, as technology continues to invade our lives literally just rounding was at the um the last couple of days of the decade and to think what 10 years from now and in, in 2029 what things will be like i yeah. i definitely see droids yeah droid delivery for amazon droids. Yeah. droid commute and just jump on a droid Right to the top of the Salesforce tower. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's all going to change. I think, I actually think convenience stores will start going away. Like 7-Elevens, I think those will start to go away. Just with Amazon getting you things using a, using a, uh, a drone, get it to you like in an hour or two, you won't need to go to the convenience store anymore. So I think we'll start to see a major shift in just how things are done. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to think, you know, because... I'm sure people were saying this too about cell phones, you know, like 40 years ago, they're like, nah. And then now, you know, it's evolved into this big thing um, where you could basically do everything on your phone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, <laughs> literally everything. So I'm trying to think um, logically and strategically, like how someone with a drone, be a, well, how Amazon would be able to deliver on the drone. Would there be somebody like behind, like somewhere controlling it? like remotely somewhere <laughs> yeah or or just some sort of punching in a destination with lat latitude and longitude and then it just flies itself to its destination and then flies back to to its base or wherever it you know flew from yeah, yeah. it's such like self-driving cars then it would just oh yeah yeah self-driving cars are going to take over too in the next decade <laughs> yes yeah self-driving taxis mm -hmm. i mean you'll call an uber and you'll just get in and the doors will lock and there'll be nobody in it and just drives yeah. to your destination I think it's absolutely going to go that direction. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too, like even going back in time, you know, these creative, you know, things and how things evolved over the, the, the decades and the, the centuries, you know, and people were dreaming about flying planes long before the plane was invented. And I don't know, the, the thing with entertainment and kind of art in general is just, you know, I remember, gosh, what Disney movie is that where the, uh, the stork delivers the 
the baby to the doorstep. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like that could be a droid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I just like, it could be for sure. <laughs> I'm just like, who's thinking of this, you know, stuff. And then, you know, especially, you know, with music and art and, and that, how that's all evolved. But, uh, yeah, like in the sixties, I feel like that was a tough time, but there was a lot of music and, and art out at the time where, you know, these artists envisioned a better world and it somehow just maybe became that world. I don't know. At least if you look back in history, it's like, oh, the sixties, you know, you look at all the bad stuff and that was happening, you know, every, you know, community has challenges. Yeah. But, but uh, art was like an escape, you know, for all the, the difficulties of that time period, I think, especially like when, you know, the Vietnam war was around and, you know, like, you know, we had like hippies and they had art and the music and, and it was kind of like an escape, you know, a form of self-expression. I think it's going to become more important too, as we continue to move into this sort of like technology saturated world, art will continue to be more important to kind of bring people together as a form of self-expression. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's really just a, uh, it's fun too. I feel like i we're kind of in a similar place, not the same thing, but I mean, there's all this stuff happening and around us that maybe could not be thought of as being a positive thing, uh, but make lemonade or peaches or, you know, whatever that is. <laughs> I don't know. That was what was really funny. I was talking about someone the other day that the stars really aligned um, with that, the whole impeachment. I don't even know if this is a real thing that's happening. Do you think it's a real thing that's happening? I don't I mean, know. Yeah, I, I, you know, it passed in the House, I guess, and then it, it's really up to the Senate, I guess, next. I'm not, I'm not sure if they sent the paperwork over to the Senate. I think that's where it's, like, kind of in limbo right now. But, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, so it was a total throwback for me because there was a song in the 90s um, by a band called The President of the United States. And this... The song is called Millions of Peaches. You know that song? I, I, Millions of peaches, peaches for me. Millions of peaches, peaches for free. And so what was funny about it is I'm, I'm thinking their band was called The Presidents of the United States. And they have a song called Millions of Peaches. And I'm looking on my social media, my, my Facebook, and there's freaking millions of peaches at emojis everywhere <laughs> it's like this is wild it's just like yeah. coming back that's crazy yeah it comes full circle yeah it does. that's amazing and a good song yeah. yeah what was the other one um she's long she's long she's long yeah, yeah, she's in my head oh yeah no i totally remember that that song was huge yeah Gosh, and you know, watching the, the bands now and the artists now, you know, you look back, you know, in the 60s and you're, maybe at the time, maybe it was like, like the three of us now, like sitting back in an underground radio station <laughs> and, you know, they were like, oh yeah, they, were, they just did what they did. And then you look back on it, it's like, oh wow. But what do you see? I mean, like the, the artists that are out now, like who's big, like Ariana Grande? Yeah, you know? like music artists? Yeah, music artists, yeah mainstream yeah like yeah ariana grande is one of it's gonna be one of them and 
like what Ed Sheeran is another one yeah. that's pretty like mainstream and big. And then I don't know we've seen a, we've seen a, a bunch of those like really mainstream pop artists sort of cycling out now, right? In the last like decade, so like Rihanna was huge at one point, right? But she's not as big now. She's not. Yeah, she's yeah artists, a little like, bit out of the scene. Yeah, artists like Rihanna and I think Nicki Minaj that was popular like. 10 15 years ago and it's not she's not as big now but there's like new artists you know it kind of cycles it's like cyclical new artists fresh faces come in and new artists come in and they sort of take over the mainstream and pump out those club bangers you know those <laughs> those big club hits <laughs> it's probably yeah. somewhat deliberate i think from the production standpoint where they're trying to keep it fresh and yeah they try to launch like new and emerging artists yeah because it's all about for for the for those record labels it's all about making money right right? they the artist is really just uh it's just a a way for them to make a ton of money so who's ever who's ever going to sell records that's who they're they're going to add and sign to their label Mm -hmm. um and it's it's just a constant like find the new find the fresh face find the the new artist I don't even think, yeah, I don't even think Justin Bieber is as big as he once was, right? Yeah. I mean, so you see it, like, you do see it kind of cycling through. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's certain points in which some of those artists, you feel like they're never going to, they're never going to die down or go away because they're just so huge, you know? And, uh... Lady Gaga? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Remember the Lady Gaga boom? Yeah, exactly. Like, she's, she's not quite as big in music right now as she was even... 10 years ago. I mean, there was a time where she was like the biggest star, you know, everybody, she was constantly in the media. She was, was one tour after another. Her songs were played on every radio station and now it's not, it's like not so much. Um, but I mean, she's, what's I mean, your she's, favorite Lady Gaga song? Um, what is my favorite Lady Gaga song? Um, maybe Poker Face. Oh yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. How about you? It's a lot of catchy songs. So what's your favorite, um, Lady Gaga song. I think everyone out there has a favorite Lady oh, Gaga yeah. song. It's in there. Sure. It's somewhere. It's there. It's in your heart. <laughs> yeah. It's etched into your soul. Yes. Lady Gaga. <laughs> the girls love Lady Gaga. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah. I love Lady Gaga. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I think really everyone loves Lady yeah. Gaga. Who doesn't yeah. love Lady Gaga? Well, I think, too, well, she was big. She's, she really stood for the right things as an artist. You know, she, she fought a lot for, like, equality and, and social good. Um, and that kind of circles back to what I was talking about earlier with technology. I think as we move into the next decade, it's going to become more of a focus to use technology for social good. Um, you know, ethical use of technology and using technology in a, in sort of, I don't know, in pursuit of equality and just in general social good. I think that's really what's going to help companies in the next 10 years. Uh, and I think you, I mean, we saw it with Lady Gaga, she got bigger than ever. I mean, she, again, she stood for the right things, I think. That's an Interscope record deal with Jimmy Evoine, yeah, the CEO oh, wow. of uh, Interscope. I just can't imagine how that deal went down. How did it happen? When when he, like, signed her to the record yeah. label, yeah. I don't know, some of, some of these uh, record executives just have, like, an eye for figuring out who's going to be the next big star. You know, looking at like, you know, how sellable is their image? How do they perform? How much actual talent do they have? You know, how puts their ability in writing music? I mean, there's a lot of big time artists that don't write music, right? Like, a lot of these artists don't write their own stuff. I think Lady Gaga wrote 
her stuff, own stuff. Oh yeah, she was writing her own stuff. She's very talented. I am a huge <laughs> Lady Gaga fan, and people that know me, yeah, it's a little bit um, I don't know. I like her. Maybe yeah, she's awesome. No, I saw her, I saw the videos of her playing like live, like on piano, like she's an actual true like artist, singer, songwriter, and you know, Poker Face. Obviously, that's resolved, right? You can make it a record, anything you want. You can make it, you know you know, rock and roll record, or you can make it like a pop, you know, I feel like rock and pop kind of a good mixture. But I mean, they, the poker face, that, that version of it, the studio version and the, the stuff that they're doing is great. I like that, but she playing it live, it has its own kind of mm-hmm. different thing. I think it's great to have both a, um, uh, live version and, uh, a studio version. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's interesting to hear the differences in the versions too. I mean, there's definitely some bands that I've seen live that I thought were better live than even on their own record, their recorded record. You know, so I think some bands and some some pop artists are just they're just great performers. Yeah, there's yeah that's yeah she's a she was a full on entertainer. Yeah, she did some pretty gutsy stuff. Do you remember at the Grammys when she like hung herself? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, in one of those award shows, she wore a meat dress, I think. A dress made of meat. I think she was also carried in, like, once. In an egg? Men. Yeah, in an egg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, yeah, she would always pull out all the, all the stops. <laughs> yeah. She was so great at, like, creating her own brand. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, as an artist, I think that is so key. It's like, you you know, there, there are so many talented artists. And, like, just even in the San Francisco community and, like, the open mic scene so many talented artists and i think it all it just all, what it boils down to is like creating your own brand i think that's a lot of like the really famous artists out there i mean and then it does take some luck too if and it takes wanting to become really big as well but like you really have to create your own brand and sort of market yourself and lady gaga was amazing at that she was like so talented at creating her own brand yeah she seems like one of you know there's plenty of true artists out there that are listening, I'm sure. Yeah. They have a marijuana cigarette in their hand and a musical <laughs> instrument. Yeah. And I, I guarantee you, Lady Gaga is having a freaking... Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll have you on the show one day. That'd be great. We could drive around town, too. I'll be good, too. <laughs> um, but uh, she's definitely a throwback. And I feel like when a true artist, someone's like, a, it's a throwback. And so you have someone... Not Lady Gaga, but maybe somebody like Lady Gaga that's eccentric. You know, to say, yeah, I mean, that, that's the way to say it. It's eccentric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine a text message from Lady Gaga? What that would be like? Yeah. But I don't think, it'd be, are you going to get what she's trying to say through text message? Yeah, I think a lot would be lost in translation. <laughs> right? Yeah. A lot would be, a lot of the meaning would be lost. But she was one of those artists and there's so many artists out there that was able to kind of get in this this place and i'm talking with my hands and no one could see uh <laughs> she was able to get into this this place where I, I mean she's an artist and was able to be successful and um that's pretty rare i really think you know ed sheeran is really great too maybe not as theatrical as yeah, lady gaga yeah. but yeah, he's huge too. I mean, he's got a lot of like big hits. You know, he cranks them out. He cranks out those hit songs. 
played on every radio station. <laughs> yeah, I remember the, gosh, what was it? The, uh, I'm in love with the shape of you. Yeah, that song was huge. Yeah. yeah. I think I used to, I think I know the chords for that song. There's nothing more fun than hanging out at Dolores Park, <laughs> covering an Ed Sheeran song. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> People think you're all basic and stuff. And then you go back to this underground radio station you know, and you're like, what? People, I've noticed though, people at the park, they at Dolores Park, they love the covers. They love covers because they immediately recognize them. They're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can play pretty much any cover, any like big song, and yeah. people just like, they glam onto it immediately. And they're like, yeah, that's awesome. Knows that so much <laughs> in Dolores Park. That's a great conversation starter. Was it, we were walking through Dolores Park. Man, I had a, I had a, me or someone else had a guitar on their back. This guy's like, oh, that's a nice case. And of course, like, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, do you play? <laughs> It'd be nice to hear somebody else play. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's such a great, I feel like music is one of those things. It's like a transit or um, universal uh, thing where it's like, oh, this person plays. And if that person plays, you know, then they automatically have a connection with mm. you before you even say hi, you know. It's like speaking the same language, right? Yeah, so I think, I don't know. I think certain things they bring together. I, drinking is definitely a big part of our our culture. What isn't necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, I don't know. I'd be curious to see what it's going to be like, you know, with, with tech and using like Facebook and, and iPhone, how that kind of meshed together and how mm-hmm. cannabis, now that it's, you know, legal, how that's going to fit into the picture of everything feel like you know it'd be great to uh you know get a all the first responders like all the cops and all the police officers and, and firefighters together and just w- what's going on you know we're going on these calls um there's definitely a lot of these cases are you know some sort of chemical imbalance and what is that is alcohol you know mm-hmm. i don't know yeah yeah it's interesting how like now that pot is legal like how it'll kind of change things and you probably see some people drinking less and maybe smoking more or maybe some people who never smoked before trying pot because they're you know there's so many different um pot clubs down especially in san francisco and nice ones too you know ones that you walk in it it feels very like inviting um i feel like when when it's like ocean's 11 it's like you walk in you're like wow i feel like George Clooney I'm just sitting back and with a freaking cannabis cola in my hand I'm just like this is so cool yeah, yeah. I feel like when it was first legalized some of the pot clubs had a very like were very part of like they were originally like the medical clubs where you needed the card and they were very like it was deep in the stoner culture like the different pot clubs and now just like in the last like year or two now that it's been it's been legal for like it's been like a few years now right yeah it's been a few years Couple, like a few years like some of the pot clubs are more just like have more of a mainstream like you could just be anybody off the street and go on there and like find it inviting you know like they open that place on on market we went to it one time but Moe's Greens oh yeah that's a real like it's a really just nice place it's really nice they do a, they do a great job and it's very like inviting on the inside yeah the green leather that that that's cool. Yeah, green leather. Was like, everything was green and gold on the inside. Uh, Mills yeah, Greens, you said? Was it? Was it called Mills Greens? Uh, Moe's Greens. Moe's Greens. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really nice place. I think it'd be cool to have some art and some comedy in there. People are there. You can yeah. have them, like set up. I was talking to someone about that. 
I could see that kind of infusing um, in, in that way. Gosh, you know, everything's internet now with, with radio. You know, 2010, people were still listening to 107.7 The Bone. I still do listen to 107.7 107 The Bone. I still listen to the radio. Um, I try to. Um, but then sometimes, you know, you, you drive 25 miles and that same station that you had, you don't have anymore. Yeah. And it's annoying. So to just have it stream from your phone just makes for a much better experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, internet streaming radio is the easiest way to go. I've, I've listened to some XM radio too, which is not too bad. That comes from like a satellite. But internet radio is definitely the easiest way to go. I mean, it's with you all the time. Yeah, and Podcasts it has like and... algorithms now to, to, or to identify like what type of music you like. And yeah. So they've built it now where it's so much more customized than listening to just like a general radio. Yeah, there's so many different factors that come into it. And mm-hmm. I've seen that too. You know, it's just like something you looked up and it just pops up and it pops up. And you're like, oh, yeah, somebody's, somebody's got me, got me figured out, you know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, so I was talking about like, so the whole thing with, with art and, and, and everything that's happening is just like, we're just in the moment. So you're in the moment, you know, whatever it is, Facebook, book face, you know, whatever this is happening and it's, you're not thinking about it, but then you look, we look back 10 years from now where we are now. And it's probably similar, like I said, back in the sixties and in the seventies, you know, with, with art and, and everything that encompasses that. So there's a song and I do have that K oscillator. Um, if you'd like to mess around with that, but I was going to play this song, uh, for you guys, this is my whole take on the whole tech thing that's happening. Yeah. Eric Costa on the Chaos Later. We're bringing tech and art music together right now. Make it snazz, make it snazzy, make it jazz, make it jazzy. Walk in the dough, light up the room, fashionista in a tech room. Make it flash, make it flashy, make it class, make it class. Walk in the dough, light up the room, fashionista in a tech room. Guess who's in the building? Guess who's in the building? Guess who's in the building? Caliente. Walk in the dough, light up the room, fashionista in a tech room. Hey, you got a nice print on today. You've been living a long time to be looking 22. Walking the dough, light at the room, fashionista in the tech room. Make it snazz, make it snazzy, make it jazz, make it jazz. Walking the dough, light at the room, fashionista in the tech room. Make it flash, make it flashy, make it class, make it class. Walking the dough, light at the room, fashionista in the tech room. Guess who's in the building? Every cost is in the building. Guess who's in the building? Caliente, I'm the chaos letter. Walking the dough, light at the room, fashionista in the tech room. 
walking the dough, light at the room, fashionista in a tech boom, walking the dough, light at the room, fashionista in a tech boom. That was that was pretty fun. I don't know how, awesome. how the sound was uh, on, out there in the in the world, but that was art and tech and everything happening all here live. Mutiny Radio FM. I just can't imagine, you know, like in the '60s, you know, when these people are writing these songs. Like I'm trying to think, like. I feel like, you know, the Beatles, I feel like everyone just knows the Beatles. It's just easier to talk about the Beatles. But I guess, you know, I want to hold your hand. No, that was something that was their big hit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's pretty pretty good way to go. Like, I know I've just met you, but I want to hold your hand. That's a pretty good way to <laughs> start a conversation. Yeah, I don't know. That's funny, though, because I feel like, and that's kind of my, my whole take on it, you know, I don't know. I feel like, too, I'm influenced by a lot of other artists that are around me. So I'm almost unconsciously like riffing off of everything uh, that's around me. Uh, But I feel like it's similar maybe to what artists were doing back then, too. Maybe even back in the Frederick Chopin days, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, And so, yeah, 10 years from now, we'll be hanging out on a droid, you know. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Just riding around on a... I think we should actually jump on that and make a droid that like could transport humans. Now. We just need to get a lot of funding. Right, yeah, do a uh, GoFundMe or a Kickstarter right. for that. Yeah. Yeah, in 10 years, I mean, 10 years, it's, things are going to change a lot in the, ten, in the next 10 years for tech. I really think so. Yeah. They'll just keep accelerating. I wonder if they're ever... Th- Amazon is just completely dominating everything. Like, there's got to be some rebuttal. Like, is there somebody that's going to come up with something, a better idea? You know? I, well, I, with technology, I feel like someone is always trying to come up with a better idea. And then they do, and it gets even bigger and becomes the next big thing. But then one of these other companies will just buy them, right? I mean, like, you had, you had Facebook, and that was kind of dying down a little bit and then Instagram was huge and then Facebook bought Instagram and then you know that kept Facebook going you just kind of kind of keep changing your business keep evolving it yeah they just kind of cannibalize yeah that they can and then in turn like they become these huge conglomerates and then monopolize the market yeah exactly Big tech. Exactly. Yeah, big tech, and it's getting. I think it's getting bigger. These companies are just massive. You know, they buy all these companies up, and um, they become yeah these huge technology conglomerates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting too. You know, kind of what I've seen on the streets. You know, is tech companies and tech you know, companies in general, they get funding. You know, like even Uber and Lyft and all these companies. They get funding, and then the goal is to sell the company for more than yeah. the money you loaned it for, or to go public. And I just seen these these companies like like Google and and Twitter, and they since they're on the the stock market, uh, they have all this money somehow, 
where they're able to buy companies for hundreds of millions of dollars. It's just... Yeah, yeah Google buys lots of companies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that really is the goal when you start a business, I guess, especially in the tech world. You're either trying to IPO or you're trying to get sold to someone bigger. I mean, I think typically when you can sell your company, that's an easy way to like make a whole bunch of money cash out and you know go on move on to something else move on to creating some other company and then i think that's how you get those you know serial entrepreneurs they're just constantly starting new companies selling selling whatever they're working on creating a new company and it's uh it's a constant yeah so like paypal and like you you know the people that founded paypal wasn't elon yeah i believe he was one of them yeah and you just see that these these visionaries that they're able to you know get the funding and are able to you know sell the company you know exactly i don't know exactly what happened but i'm pretty sure that he made a hundred million dollars and was driving a lamborghini he couldn't pay he couldn't pay his rent the month before and then yeah and he's driving a lamborghini (laughs) yeah he he did have that story where he was actually sleeping in the office and um he had yeah he had no money sleeping in the office and yeah i think he bought like a lamborghini i think he had a mclaren too when he first made his millions and then you know he went on to found uh tesla he's got tesla now and i think spacex is the other one and Mm -hmm. he's just he's, he's i think he's started other companies too i'm not sure which ones but he's a serial entrepreneur um but yeah, really, really smart guy too. So, yeah, ten years from now, I you know what I I think Tesla was the thing this decade. I think droids are going to be the thing this next decade, and Elon Musk is probably going to figure. I don't know, he doesn't want to compete with the Tesla, but I know I remember hearing someone back in two thousand early two thousand tens. I guess the tens is that what you call them? Yeah, know. the tens. It seems kind of weird, huh? Yeah, that does seem kind of strange. The tens. <laughs> But um, they, he was talking about, well, he had Solar City. He had bought Solar City. He was talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to have these electric cars. So we're going to start selling electricity to these homeowners. And then we're going to start selling them cars for them to charge their car on the electricity that we're selling to them. Yeah. He had it all wicked, yeah. crazy genius. All figured out. And then the home battery. So you could just charge up your home battery, run your home whole home from just a battery, and use the solar panels to charge the battery, use the battery to charge your car, and then you just you're gonna a whole Tesla home. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah, it's incredible. It's the future though. Yeah, definitely. I I played you my Tesla song, didn't I? I don't know. Really? Did you ever hear the one? I don't think I've heard it. We could do the tech thing in. There's a lot of different uh, effects on there. We could we could uh, mess around. So what you do on the, on this is um, you just... so you can mess around with it. Okay. Yeah. Feel free to do backup vocals if you'd like. <laughs> I think I unplugged this. Yeah. So gosh, we're just winding down the uh, the decade here. Um, here with uh, Eric Costa and Shannon McDonald, live, mutiny, 
radio.fm where can we find you guys next <laughs> we'll, be in the, we'll be in the community yeah be in the community Part yeah the neighborhood community <laughs> san francisco based yeah <laughs> This is my Elon Musk song. I drive a Tesla Model 3. I'm running on electricity. So driving car to six a mess. Gonna roll up Swift and get my cabot fixed. Only girl. MutinyRadio.fm Sister System From a different mister Bowling volleyball I serve and dig the volleyball and volleyball I dig it, set the volleyball and volleyball Put the hopper quicker in volleyball think I'm crazy. That's why they call it a chaos later. I just want to do what's good from Hunter's Point to Hollywood. I just want to do what's good from Hunter's Point to Hollywood. Have you seen the rain? It's California Champagne. Misty Fresh. Have you ever seen the rain at California Champagne? Misty Fresh. I just want to do what's good. From Hunter's Point to Hollywood. I just want to do what's good. From Hunter's Point to Hollywood. It's my Elon Musk song. Driving a Tesla Model 3. I'm running on electricity. Sub driving car to six and mesh. Gonna roll up swift and get my carrot fix. Gonna roll up swift, roll up swift. Gonna roll up swift and get my carrot fix. Gonna roll up swift, roll up swift. Gonna roll up swift and get my That was awesome chaos later. That was so cool. It's awesome having you guys on the show. Yeah, it was great being here. Yeah. Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun. I was just leaving the theater. <laughs>
1969 gold Cadillac with the white material that drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black classic. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. 
Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBT. Advice LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. 
Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month. Business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink. Have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. Monday morning. <laughs> it is. It's uh, Hey, we're doing a drive time thing. Uh, it's Bug House Square. Uh, if you're listening live, uh, hey, my name's Sean, and uh, have you seen gonna be doing something for a while. Man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bughouse Square, that's why I'm, I'm in here on a, on a Monday morning. It's uh, uh, tomorrow's Tuesday and it's Christmas Eve, and, and well, uh, we're uh, hosting the uh, festivities, so uh, I won't be able to make my time slot or next weekend because that's New Year's Eve, and um, we're going to go see John Oliver. That's right, John Oliver. So dig that. So what I'm doing is uh, I can come in here on some open slots and, and uh, get a show or two in the can. Uh, I'll do one today. And this will hopefully get up uh, in my spot tomorrow. Uh, the spirit's willing. So this is uh, the last show of uh, the decade, the year. 
Um, so I've... Uh, I, did I do something special? Uh, <laughs> I'm doing something different. So I went through, as I was fishing through my records, I got... I kind of just went for stuff that um, I wouldn't usually get. So uh, it's going to be a uh, interesting show. Pretty sure. Again, if you're listening live, um, this is Bughouse Square. Uh, if you like what you hear, um, you know, there's a whole ton of it. So with that, uh, I will uh, talk to you soon. Vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Carry that sawed-off shotgun in his hand Would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land
scientific point of view, it is now very likely that there will be again another ice age quite soon in the world, that we shall have the north part of the world all frozen like it used to be, then we're beginning to have natural disasters. From a scientist study, it seems likely that we shall soon begin to have this great change in the Earth's climate, and the oceans will rise, and many cities will be flooded, like London and Calcutta and so on. These things, they say, will happen according to scientific theories in about 40 years at the most, but maybe even quicker. Signals grow on radios All the strange things They come and go As early warnings Stranded starfish Have no place to hide Still waiting for The swollen Easter tide There's no point in direction We cannot even choose a side I took the old track The hollow shoulder across the waters On the tall cliffs They were getting older Sons and daughters The jaded underworld Was riding high On waves of steel Hurled metal At the sky And as the nails Sunk in the cloud The rain was warm And soaked In the crowd
Big fool and move out We're going to a party way down South me and the corporal out to the spree Damned from here to eternity Me and the corporal out on a spree Damned from here to eternity
pictured it. Skyscraper and everything. Hey, hey, brother. Hey, come here, Flick. Huh? Hey, you look, you look hip, man. Hey, you want to make yourself five bucks, man? Yeah, bro. Look here. Run this cross street for me right quick, okay? Run this cross street for Having found you guilty. Ten years. What? Come on, come on, get in that cell, nigga. God. No.
Good boy. 